Welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. Side by side, Borch gets a better line. Oh boy, we got wheel to wheel right here, string. Oh, and Stu Baylor right behind him. Russell gonna try to dive bomb down to the inside. No, can't get the line he wants. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rodney Cooper, and with me today, as always... Brandon Whitehair, guys. What is going on? Episode... Uh, what? Yeah, we're is good. What? Yeah, we're Episode 044. We are back, and uh, man, we're ready. Let's yeah, go. It feels like a while, doesn't it? It feels like forever, but we were just on last week. I know. <laughs> just like every other week. That's right. Consistency. Hope everybody's staying cool. <laughs> Having fun in the pools and the lakes. and Man, it's hot today. It is. I wish I was in the pool. It is burning up in this garage right now. <laughs> sacrificing, guys. Studio. We're sacrificing. <laughs> I want studio. I'm uh, turning into workers' comp or something. I need to... Uh, We've been talking a lot lately, haven't we? Yeah, we have. We weren't really planning on talking about this, but let's get into it. We yeah. were, we've been talking about getting a studio. Yeah. Uh, guys, we're going to potentially be building a studio uh over the winter and uh what do you guys think about us going live do you want to see our faces and video or do you guys just like this i mean we'll do both if we go live we're thinking about doing definitely video possibly live mm-hmm. uh we want to get a youtube channel and uh put some faces to the to the voices <laughs> uh not only for us but for our guests as well yeah uh, you know we kind of know that's the direction that we need to go to make this thing grow so uh that's kind of what we're thinking about doing yeah, yeah, we're excited about it. We got a lot of opportunities coming up in the future. So, uh, Brandon and I have definitely been talking about the uh, avenues that we're going to explore with this, uh, and it's exciting for sure. Gotta for make, sure, got to make America great again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> got to make America great again. One seat cover at a time. That's right, Brandon. Did you know in 1985, Guts was formed in Northern California, and since then, they've been a leader in seat manufacturing and technology. Uh, Anything you guys need for seat covers, seats, like if you need them cut down, if you need the uh, foam bump in the back, keep your butt on the bike, let's go. Guts is where where your uh, money should be spent at, for sure. Oh, yeah. Guts Racing is uh, a proud sponsor of this podcast and we're happy to have them on so we really appreciate them uh supporting us and supporting the growth of this show and uh what we plan on doing in the future for sure uh so we thank andy greg for jumping on the podcast with us and and uh supporting us that's for sure yeah man gut seat covers were awesome uh definitely a lot of grip and uh they'll uh keep you uh right on the bike yeah and uh you know you said american flag yeah you know, we got that uh, gut sticker up there. Yeah. And they got the American flag in the background of it. It's a beautiful sticker, that's for sure. We need a split line sticker with the, the flag in the back. I know. We've also been talking about, you know, revamping our logo, too. We've been talking about a lot of okay. things lately. So uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that in the future. If you guys got any suggestions, just hit us up for sure. Uh, let's talk about this weekend. Did you go riding all this weekend, Brandon? 
Oh yeah, um, yeah. Well, actually, Saturday evening we actually went for a mountain bike ride for the first, for my first time since surgery and all that good stuff. So enjoyed that. And then Sunday, we went, uh, me and my son and my wife, we all went out to Track 93. I got some seat time out there. My boy got some seat time. Uh, nice little place around Fairmont, West Virginia. Uh, if you haven't been out there, check it out. It's uh, it's getting better each and every week. Um, That's awesome. I know a lot of people have kind of been asking about it. It's really nice. Uh, quads are only allowed on Sunday. Um, I think because they're having a, a, a dust issue right now. They're, okay. They're trying to figure that out. Um, yeah. Still new. Still working everything out on, in that in that yeah. area. So it should be <laughs> It's great. good to have a track back in the local area, though, for sure. So um, yeah, I'm tired if of you're in the area, <laughs> what's that? And I'm tired of driving three No hours. doubt. If you're in the area, uh, go out and support them for sure. We might be out there this coming Sunday uh, and get the kids out there and see what's going on with that place. Uh, but let's get into fantasy. Uh, first off, I want to apologize for missing the fantasy portion of the show last week. Yeah. Uh, that was our bad. Uh, so um, the guys that finished in the top – uh, sorry yeah. about it. Uh, uh, this weekend, though, um, I had a good fantasy weekend. I actually won. The- <laughs> so, so they're like, of course you would remember when you win. <laughs> yeah, right. I, uh, I had a terrible one because I kind of forgot. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, let's talk about the uh, – so we got uh, Justin Groff in first right now uh, in the uh, point series. Kyler Murray in uh, second, and I'm in third. Uh, so, yeah. The two guys already won T-shirts this year. Yeah, we'll have to get them like a, a bumper sticker. Or something. A bumper sticker. There we go. There we go. So, did you get to watch the race this weekend at oh, Southwick? Man. Yeah, man. That dude. That, the way the track looked Friday, um, it was gonna be looked like it was gonna be uh, really gnarly bad. I mean, it was still pretty gnarly. But um, did you see like where they were filling all those big? Yeah. Did you see Jason and... Wagon's uh, uh, pre-race show yeah. where he jumped into that hole and that that uh, that rain trench was over six foot tall? Yeah, that was gnarly. Yeah, for sure, man. I was like, oh man. <laughs> Uh, but then it, it ended great. up being really great. Yes, yeah, it did. Uh, ended up being really good. So uh, definitely enjoyed watching that race. That's always a race that you find out like the who's the fittest of the bunch and who's the strongest, who's able to to get out there and pound those laps. Um, man, Dylan Fernandez looking like a freight train. Um, I don't, man, not much stomping him right now except for maybe himself getting in the way. Uh, potentially, you know, bad starts here and there. Uh, that's really the only thing I can see that stops him. He is on a mission, yeah. and he's fast. The only thing that worries me right now with Dylan is um, he's pushing so much. Um, and where he does – I mean, he, it's good to be pushing all the time like mm-hmm. he is, but then that can kind of bite you because, for one, if you're pushing as fast – I don't know if you remember back when um, Eli was on the Honda. He had, like, what, a 45-second lead and was still pushing. Blue and, bro- and, both shoulders, shoulders out. So yeah. That's the kind of worry right now. Um, for me with Dylan was that uh, it uh, if he's going to push really hard and then he's going to end up eating it pretty good. So I'm a little worried about that. But if he keeps it under control and smooth and, and listens, it, I think it'll be great. Yeah, you know, he's he's extremely fast and he's constantly, like you said, pushing. And that's the thing that's, that's you know, you got to ride that you got to ride that teeter line. And yeah. he's done such a good job so far this year. Yeah. So, um, you know, any other notable – yeah, man, Tomac. 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 I mean, what is it with the second it's like, motos? It's, you know, I think it's one of those things like he's got to – I don't want to say figuring things out, but I think, he, you know, he gets a start and then he's – I don't know, maybe it's a maybe it's a fitness thing. Um, maybe he's trying to save himself for the second moto, not sure how hard to push in the first. And maybe he's like, okay, well, I still got 
plenty of energy for the second moto. Let's go out and put a heck of a one in. I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing. This is just off you the top You see how fast head. he caught Roxon? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and that's the other thing I was going to talk about. I think Roxon's starting to get Fade. fatigued mm-hmm. a little bit. Yep. Well, um, you know, we're not having any more weekends off. So yeah. uh, the next two races are going to be really telling. You're going to go to Millville, which is, in my opinion, one of the best tracks on the circuit. Um, uh, it, it's got a lot of elevation changes, got a lot of jumps. Um, it's a really, really good track all around. So you're going to see the, I think the cream rise to the top and I'm with you. I think that, I think that rocks and could be starting to fade a little bit. Um, and if we see that trend continue, even though he did finish second this week, yeah, it just wasn't really stellar riding that you're used to seeing with rocks. And so, um, if we see that trend, uh, happen again, and then, fall over into Washougal, then uh, we're looking into a little bit of trouble for sure. So, yeah, you got that figured out? I think so. There we go. Yeah. All right. About a, little, this mic. a little static going on yeah. there. So, um, but 250s. Uh, Man, hats off to Hunter. Hunter, Hunter Lawrence. Hunter Lawrence, 1-1. Yeah. You know, good for him. That's a that's a long time coming for him for sure. Yes, very. I, I, I tell you what, man. I think I'm going to go out on a limb and say this championship is just heating up. Oh, yeah, the, the 250s. Yeah, because anything – like you saw, Jed had a really bad weekend. Um, if if Cooper could have had a, a little bit better, he probably could have took over the points lead. Yeah. Um, and then, man, if R.J. Hampshire could just stay off the ground. <laughs> He's insane, man, how yeah. fast. He, like, he just hits the ground, and he takes off, starts passing everybody again, hits the ground, and repeats, and takes off and passes everybody again. And the bad thing about that is, is I feel like he's the fastest one in the class right now. Um Speed is just not an issue with with RJ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just had bad luck. Um, you know, high point he broke a chain like out of his control. The other times, um, you know, he's hit the ground like four times in the moto before. And like, does two it seem times like every one of his wrecks are the exact same wreck over and over again? Just yeah. kind of goes into a turn a little bit too hot and pushes the front end. Yeah, I mean, uh, kind of reminds you of like um, an Adam Cincerillo kind of deal. Uh, I think he's just charging really hard and um, just has a mistake here and there. I was I was listening to another podcast and I heard you know uh, another pro rider said that um, RJ uh, he goes into every turn like there's always going to be unlimited amount of traction <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't always happen. So, but I mean you know if he can back it down just that half a percent. Um, I don't know how far he's out of the championship, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure. He could definitely be a spoiler, that's for sure. Oh yeah, just got win all the motos. He could definitely, he could have won the last three weekends. Yeah, oh yeah, without Easy. a doubt, with with ease. If he stays off the ground, I, I think he wins the the last, you know, the last three. Yeah, for sure. So uh, let's move on from uh, pro motocross uh, and talk a little bit about the next upcoming weekend. We got Mount State Hair Scramble. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be in uh buchanan uh next weekend uh so that's a good track rocky track fun track uh so look forward to seeing how the races go there for sure i'm sure they're going to have a lot of gncc guys because of uh the uh summer break being going on right now so uh definitely looking forward to what's going on there uh but speaking of gncc we got a we got a uh, guest coming on the show today yeah, man. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm excited to uh, talk to Cody Barnes. Uh, Cody is an XC2 rider, number 99 Phoenix Honda rider. Um, he's currently sitting third in the points in XC2. And um, did you know that Cody actually just got the uh, news uh, at Snowshoe that he's going to be on the 2021 ISDE team? Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's going to be on the junior <laughs> ISDE team. Um, 
that's a really big accomplishment. It's oh, yeah. awesome. He gets to go to Italy. Um, I'm sure we'll get, we'll talk to him about that a little bit. Um, so stay tuned for that for sure. Um, find out some good information. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to hear about like you know his plans and what that entails. Uh, when's he going to start training for that? How's he going to train for that? And um, yeah, that's really exciting. And especially you know he he's very competitive in the XC2 class right now, sitting third in points. So how's that? You know, how's that balance between getting ready for ISDE and then staying ready for the GNCC? Yeah, for sure. And then after Cody is on, we got our listener questions. First time we've ever done listener questions. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, another thing, uh, before we get into the show really big, I know that Heartland Challenge is coming up in, in August. Um, yes. It's a 10-hour – I think it's a, is it a 10-hour race, I think? I believe so. 10-hour yes. race. Um, I know Walker Fowler uh, has a team that's going over there. I think we're going to have a guest coming on here in the next couple of weeks to talk, talk to about. us about that race. We're not really too familiar with how that race is ran, so I'm kind of interested in learning a little bit more about that particular race and uh, what that race is about, kind of the history of it, and uh, how they run it. Yeah, maybe next year we'll have to put a split-line team in there. Maybe. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's in Iowa, but we'll get <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if it was closer to hunting season, we could make it a full, you know, week trip, go out there and <laughs> hunt and then race. And yeah. you talk about the perfect trip. Right. Right. For sure, man. So we're going to get Cody Barnes. Yeah. On? Let's go ahead and get Cody on and uh, we'll talk to him about what's going on in his 2021 season. And uh, yeah, so uh, we'll get him on right now. All right, guys, we're back, and uh, welcome to the show. We appreciate Cody Barnes, uh, number 99, XC2 uh, Pro, racing for the Phoenix Honda team. Cody, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. <laughs> no worries. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, yeah. man. Uh, dude, you've been having a pretty stellar season so far, um, sitting third in the points in XC2 and uh, just putting in a lot of consistent rides. Uh, uh, how do you think your year's been going? Yeah, I mean, this year's definitely, like, it, it's been weird for me, you know. Um, I've had consistent rides being in that top five, you know, where I want to be, but I've been kind of missing the mark for the podiums a little bit, in, in my opinion, and I've had some stuff that's happened this year. Um, at, I believe around five, I ended up hurting my wrist, and I've been kind of dealing with that, but, like, at the same time, you know, I trash at tiger run round five destroy my wrist luckily i didn't break anything just damaged the ligaments and tendons in it and then the next weekend at iron man i go and get on a podium so I, it's been like a super <laughs> weird season for me but uh no it, it's been it's been good this is my first year with the phoenix racing honda team and they've been awesome uh the bike is absolutely amazing i love the bike and just Almost like it, it sounds a little bit weird, especially with this being my second year in XC2, but like still like finding my my place almost, if, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Well, XC2, I mean, that's a huge I mean, that's a very competitive class. And, you know, only being your second year in and you're already, you know, you're sitting P3 in points um, and. Uh, doesn't sound like you're you're, you're uh, settling for that either. You know, you you expecting more of yourself. So, um, you know, that's I, I'm impressed. I think that's a lot of uh, maturity and uh, and and uh, you know, seeing where you where you lack and where you want to uh, strive to 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 get better for sure. Yeah, for sure. You know, like on, on paper, like 
for me, it's awesome because, like, I'm top three in the points. And, you know, that's the best I've – last year I took fourth in the series in XC2 my rookie year. But, um, you know, this year I wanted to be a top three guy. And just – it's not even so much that I've been struggling. It's just, like, I've had these weird little things happen this year that have kind of not prevented me but have put – kinks in the plan that i would have liked to have but um it's it's been good i just like you said you know i want to be one of those guys that are battling for that podium every week and uh you know i i've just kind of i don't want to use an excuse like i've been struggling but you know there's just things that necessarily haven't gone my way and that's how racing is so you know now i have this summer break to work on the things that I think I need to be better at and, uh, you know, and also get ready to go to Italy. Um, so, and then get ready for that last four rounds of GNCC. Yeah, man. Um, uh, but those little kinks, sometimes you wish you're like, man, if my season would didn't have that, where, where, where could I be? Um, that's for sure. Yeah. But, but I mean, that's why we race every weekend, you know, that's why we line up and do what we got to do. And, um, but uh, it'll only make you stronger as your year goes and as your career grow- goes and um, stuff like that. But back to the Honda, I'll tell you what, I actually got to ride the new 21 450 there last weekend, and that thing is sweet. Um, I know the 250 is actually uh, getting ready to make a change for the 2022 uh, models, mo- model, but I'm sure that thing's going to be just as nice as that uh, that 450. I don't know if you got Yeah, that. I mean, the the quality of Honda is, like, unreal. Um, you know, like I said, this is my first year with Honda and, you know, even testing the bikes and getting to test like what they're able to do with the bikes and what little like tweaks they can do. It's unreal, like how good the bikes actually are. Um, so like to be a part of the whole, you know, Honda, the Phoenix race and Honda team, it's been an awesome experience for me. And I, you know, I, I couldn't be more pumped to be a part of such a great team. Yeah, the Phoenix team is a pretty cool team in itself. Um, they kind of spread themselves out across the board of all disciplines, um, um, more so than really any team that I can think of. Uh, I mean, that you got your uh, they they in the past they've done GNCC um, ATVs. Uh, they they do um, ATV uh, motocross, and then they do Supercross and and uh, pro motocross as well. And I'm I'm pretty sure I think they also do um, arena crosses as, as well. So uh, that team yeah. that team is 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 wild with all the stuff that they have going on. So that's a pretty cool thing to be a part of. Yeah, yeah. David, the owner at Phoenix, he's such a great guy. And yeah, like you said, you know, they have Joel Hetrick and uh, Rastrelli. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, For the pro ATV um, motocross side. And then, you know, you have Kyle Peters, who went again undefeated at Arena Cross, winning the title again. And then, you know, you have their Supercross team and then you have the GNCC, our side. And then he also have they're helping out some amateur motocross kids as well. So um, it's really cool to see, you know, how much David and the whole entire Phoenix Racing Honda team puts into racing. And it's not, you know, just one one discipline in our sport. It's so diverse. And like to, you know, have the have the people that, you know, do the Supercross side of it. Well, 
there's little tweaks and things that they do to the bike that maybe we can transfer over to GNCC and, you know, make our bikes better on, you know, the, the off-road side. So it's really cool having all those, you know, resources with that team. And I, I do think that that's definitely helped me this year with getting, you know, really comfortable on the bike when I first switched over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure, man. Phoenix, it's it's really awesome that uh, Phoenix has just broadened the horizons of everywhere and racing off road. They're kind of like the split line of. Uh... <laughs> yeah, we cover we cover everything. <laughs> we cover everything that Phoenix Honda uh, races in. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. But uh, so talking about ISDE going into that, what what kind of train? I know I was watching uh, back when like Lane Michael and and, uh, and uh, Caleb Russell was training. I know they were like changing tires in like less than three minutes and stuff. Like, do you are you got to do that same training too, or how's all that training unfold? Yeah, so we actually um, it was before snowshoe actually because um, we had a three week break in between those rounds. Um, they had a three day riding camp down at Stu Baylor's place at the Shoals where it was three days and they had three different tests set up for us. Like we, like I was able to walk the test with like, it was myself, Dante Oliveira, Austin Walton, Taylor Roberts, um, you know, like a really good group of guys. Like they had us walk all the tests and then they timed us on every test. And, um, you know, for that camp, they timed us for like tire changes. Um, and they had us take a, you know, a bunch of parts off the bike to see if, you know, if we were in that situation of having to replace those parts, if we could do it with the time, uh, you know, the time that we have that 15 minutes after, after the day. So it was, it was pretty interesting. Um, but as far as like me for training for like the ISDE, not too much has changed in my program. I am doing like, um, riding a little bit more moto working on the sprint speed and then like obviously the tire changes and things like that um you know i practice those um i wouldn't say like i practice them every day or anything (laughs) like that but there there are days that like i'll practice changing those parts you know so that in case we have to do it um you know we have time so it it's pretty surreal like that three-day training camp how much effort um goes into planning that and making sure that we're prepared uh for for this event when is the event uh what time of the year is it um it's right at the end of august beginning of september so i fly out august 18th i believe um to go over there and like we'll walk all the tests multiple times and then um i think i fly out from italy september 5th so it's like right at the end of august beginning of september i i'm not 100 percent sure the actual start of it though oh wow so you're gonna come right back home and jump right back into the gncc series so. yeah yeah pretty pretty much we get not even i don't even think there's a week off and we're back into gncc so um you know not much of a break but i mean i couldn't be more pumped to be selected to go over there so i mean with the schedules how they are it it doesn't really 
looking at it now, I don't know about if you ask me after six days <laughs> from what I hear. Um, you know, it, I'm just pumped to be a part of it. Yeah, no doubt. What was it like? Um, when did you find out uh, that you were actually going to be on the team uh, uh, compared to when it was announced? And uh, walk us through the emotions and what that was like uh, reaching that level of, uh, uh, of this sport. Yeah, so like uh, at the beginning of the year, I kind of like with what happened last year, um, you know, with COVID not having a six days uh, event, I knew that the old junior team that they had a lot, almost all of those guys had aged out. Um, so I kind of like in in the back of my mind, I what was, is like, the age um, limit? What what is the age limit? I believe it is twenty three. Okay, okay, gotcha. Like, like uh, it's in the exception. Like, I'm pretty sure you have to be twenty three at the start of that year. So if you turn twenty four, um, there is some rule about it, but I, I'm pretty sure it's twenty three. Okay, it might be twenty four though. Okay, cool. Um, but I knew that, like in the back of my mind, I was like, well. I kind of have a chance of like being one of those guys to get selected. So, um, at one of the races, I kind of talked a little bit to auntie who, um, you know, he, he organizes it from KTM and, uh, you know, told him that if I was in consideration for it, you know, that I, I, I would want to go. Um, so, and that was early in the year. I mean, that was at like Florida. So as things like, progressed a little bit you know I, I talked to him here and there and uh um actually the sprint enduro at camp coker um auntie asked me to participate in that because um they didn't really know how my sprint speed was um so i went to that and it was also loi um because if i didn't get selected for the world team there was a possibility that i could go for a club team that way, like, I would have experience for possibly the next year if I didn't get selected for the junior world team. So I went there and I did, you know, I did really good. I got second. I was the, t- uh, and I got second in Pro 2, was the top LOI qualifier. And, um, you know, that, that I feel like helped quite a bit, them seeing that. And then uh, it was actually at John Penton, I had the conversation with him. And he told me that I was I was selected to be on the junior world team. And at first I was like, no way. I was like, <laughs> you're joking. Like, <laughs> like, I'm actually selected to, like, go on the junior world team. And he's like, he's like, yeah. And I was just like, there's no way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it was it's like surreal yeah. um, to think that, you know, I, I'm at coming from just a, a kid that you know grew up like in race dirt bikes to the point where you know i i get to go represent america for uh, off-road racing and uh, it's it's pretty like it just blows my mind that i'm even like i was even considered and i'm even like it, it sounds weird for me to even say it but like i'm at that point in my career where you know i get selected to go over there it's just like it's unreal to me and like I couldn't be like more honored to go over there and give it my all and like represent America. That's yeah, cool. man, that, that would be very surreal. Uh, 
um, moment to represent the country. That, that's a, a very big opportunity that I would say maybe what 5% of ro- racers get to do that in their, in their careers. 5% of top racers yeah, at that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah it's like, it's, it's unreal. Like, like I said, to even think that like I was in the position to like even be in consideration for it. So it, it, it's awesome. And like I said, I couldn't be uh, more pumped to go over there. So have you ever done any international traveling before? Um, or, uh, or, or will this be your first time out of the country? Uh, no, actually in 2018, I went over for a month and trained with uh, Paul Wibley in New Zealand. So it's not my first time out of the country. Um, so like, I, I have a little bit of experience, but like the very first time I went over to New Zealand to train with Paul was like my very first time on an airplane, anything. So like, I dove like right in and it was like, I think I spent like over 20 hours in flights cause I had, I flew from Chicago to California and then to New Zealand Oh wow! and it was <laughs> like, I dove straight in. So it's not my first time uh, being out of the country, um, but like when I went over to New Zealand, it, it was it was awesome to go over and travel to to another country and like just see like the differences of how we live versus like how they lived in New Zealand when I was over there. Now, are you going to have any downtime to actually enjoy Italy a little bit, or or is it all just straight racing when you get over there? Um, I honestly don't really know. I like. From what I understand, like we get there because there's there's going to be two groups that fly over there because some of some of the racers have like uh, a national enduro. So they're not able to fly out the same time as us. But like the group that flies over there first, August 18th, I'm pretty sure like we start walking tests right away. And so we'll walk. I believe what they said is we'll walk like maybe three to four tests so like overall like the whole entire time they said that we'll walk probably over 100 miles oh wow in in tests before before we race for six days straight so um, (laughs) that might that might be your sightseeing there (laughs) yeah yeah i'll I'll be able to see plenty of countryside i guess (laughs) while i'm walking um but yeah i'm not i'm not really sure if i'll have have a ton of uh downtime and like you know we're we are going over there for a job so you know um i like i understand like we don't have much time but we're we're there to do a job um so <clears throat> so so do you guys did, uh, for some listeners that maybe don't know too much about the isde do you guys share a bike do you have your own bikes how's all that work so yeah um so like for everyone has their own individual bikes um so for me um i was lucky enough honda really the whole entire phoenix racing honda team has been so supportive of the whole entire thing like when i talked to david at the beginning about you know i was that i had a chance to be selected like he was like a hundred percent for it so that that was so cool but like so with Honda support, um, like we have the bike that we're sending over there is um, my race bike, and then we also have a chase bike. So, like we get at the beginning uh, and the end of each day, we get I think like fifteen minutes. Uh, I think maybe in the mornings it's ten minutes 
but we get 15 minutes at the end of the day to do like our bike work and stuff for like those six days of racing so there also is some like like strategy almost Mm -hmm. because you can't go out there and just like go completely 110 percent because if you crash and you damage your bike well you don't have like you know it's all time checks and everything so you don't have a lot of time if you seriously mess something up um and then you know you have the 15 minutes and you know eight of those 15 minutes is changing your tires yeah. So <laughs> the, you got, you got, well, you got seven more minutes, if that, to replace whatever else you mess up. Um, and it's only so you I, that can work on the bike, correct? Yeah. Yep. It's only, it's only me. The mechanics can't, the only thing that mechanics can do is they can add fluid. Okay. So like, if like I drop the oil in it and then put it back, uh, you know, the drain bolt back in my mechanic can be filling up the oil, but like, I don't even think he can tighten up like the, uh, the oil fill cap or anything. Okay. Um, I think they're only allowed to do like fluids, man. That's (laughs) That's, gnarly (laughs) to to have to do all that on your own. Plus the rotting. That's pretty cool. I only have 15 minutes to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it was kind of like nerve wracking. Cause like, like, uh, when I first was talking to auntie about, you know, going over there for it, he was asking me questions about, you know, how fast I change tires and stuff. And I was like, well, I don't really hurry when I do it. You know, I, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you know, I just, you got to take our bibs out, lube them, everything like yeah. that and put it on. I just kind of like do it. I don't really time it. So like at the camp, it was my first time ever getting timed to actually changing tires. Um, and I think it was like eight minutes or something. So by far not the fastest. I watched, <laughs> Taylor, I watched Taylor Roberts do it in under six minutes, which just like blew me away. <laughs> like front, front, like front, front wheel, rear wheel on the bike, everything tight to like both tires changed and back on the bike in like it was under six minutes and i was just like blown away oh, that blows me away because like every time i go to change a tire it's like two hours later three beers later <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like oh my Luck- gosh yeah luckily you know we have to run the dot tires over over there the environmental friendly ones so um you know that was another thing at the camp that was my first time ever running dot tires so um you know they are a lot different than what we run over here and uh but they're a little bit more they're not as like rigid and sturdy Uh, okay but the normal so there is a little bit of slack in it um but like it it, it's still a tire change like you you (laughs) still get you can still get hung up you know if a tire spoon slips out or something so uh you know at, at the camp it was it was good to watch you know how taylor does it and how other people do it because like you know that there is techniques that you can learn to make it easier on you yeah man (laughs) that's insane it is (laughs) that's wild honestly it really is that's that's pretty cool for for people that's never changed a dirt bike tire good good try it for the first time by yourself (laughs) i guarantee it'll take you like an hour yeah tops and then you probably still yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
So, uh, hey, let's bring it back over to GNCC and talk a little bit about uh, your last couple of races. Um, Snowshoe, uh, how was that race for you? Um, I know that that race ended up being, you know, uh, you know, pretty, as always, you know, when you expect going to Snowshoe, a pretty gnarly track. Uh, talk us through that a little bit. Yeah, so, like, um, I've been going to Snowshoe since 2017, and this year was definitely one of the most technical uh, snowshoes that I've, I've personally raced. Um, I thought that, you know, I had good prep. I stayed in Pennsylvania, was happy with my bike setup and had a, like was doing good. And just on lap two, uh, kind of just caught a log wrong and it like high sided me. And when it high sided me and I crashed, it rolled my bars like all the way back. Like they were at like negative three, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so like they were at negative three. The whole entire top of my grip was completely cut. So like it was just bare throttle tube on it. Um, so oh, it, it was it was rough. Um, and then just like um, my wrist from Tiger Run was finally back to the point where like I was riding without a wrist brace. And in that crash, I just I flared up my wrist again because. Mm. I don't know if it was because I didn't have that wrist brace or what. Um, but just like after, after the crash, I couldn't, I couldn't put it back together. Um, which, which was a really big bummer, you know, that, that track was hard and, you know, there was a lot of people that had, you know, the same issues that I had, um, you know, I, from hanging out after the race, you know, I hear so many of the pro, you know, XC2 riders talking about how that they had, really big get off so you know that was that was just kind of my luck it happened to me early in the race um and like i just kind of had to go through the motions through the rest of it and and that sucked um i definitely came into that race thinking you know that i was one of the ones i could get on the podium you know with my long legs and the technical <laughs> stuff i was i was i was pretty like i was pretty pumped on it um and it just it didn't, everything didn't, I guess you could say link up kind of, it was just, uh, one of those days where you just kind of had to suffer through it for myself. So, uh, you know, with you coming into, uh, the snowshoe expecting to do really well, uh, does that mean that, 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 you know, the West Virginia terrain, uh, the, the more technical Rocky Rudy, um, uh, terrain is more of your style do you enjoy uh uh the you know the hills and and mountainous terrain a little bit more than sand or what suits you the best uh i would say like i like that style of riding it's okay just, it's just a different type um you know with being really tall um obviously that does help me uh in those you know technical sections but honestly like my favorite type of riding is probably that like fast looked out sand stuff or honestly like motocross tracks i think there's so much fun i have the most fun <laughs> riding a uh, moto i swear oh, yeah. um so it's uh but i was where i was saying it in pennsylvania you know i was riding really rocky stuff it's actually where i prepped in 2019 for snowshoe and in 2019 in XC3, I killed it at Snowshoe. I think that's where I got my best overall. I think I was like 13th or 14th overall. Wow. Yeah. From XC3. So, like, 
I was like, I did everything the same, um, you know, got my bike where I was comfortable on it and then went there and like did like in my standards, I did horrible. Like, <laughs> you know, I, like yeah. so, um, it, it was a bummer, but it was kind of, it was kind of one of those you, I just had to look back on it and think, all right, what could I have done better? And, you know, now that we have this month break, you know, it's time to work on those things so that I'm better when I come back. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that, that's awesome. Uh, so you mentioned where you trained at a little bit. Um, where did you, where did you, uh, where'd you grow up at? what did you grow up riding? Uh, so I grew up in Illinois. Um, so, and, and the part of Illinois that I grew up in was called, uh, the city was called Sterling. So, um, we're about two hours West of Chicago. Um, so we're like pretty Northern, uh, and where I grew up in, it's a really loamy soil. It's like a sand dirt mix almost. There's hardly any, there's like no rocks at all or elevation. Like if, if you ever drive through Illinois, all you see is like cornfields and bean fields. Like, <laughs> it's like complete, it is like completely flat. Um, but so like we have like this sandy, like loam loam soil so i grew up riding a lot of sand tracks but okay like it's not the same like everyone says sand's different in different parts of like the country Mm -hmm. um so like my the sand that i grew up riding at isn't like the same like sugary sand that's like in in florida yeah uh like ours kind of folds a little bit more um it's kind of like more of a wet sand almost like a Southwick. <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah i yeah um and that was some like, wet sand this weekend for sure <laughs> yeah, yeah that place looked so gnarly <laughs> um but like there wasn't a lot of tree roots wasn't a lot of rocks or anything like that where i grew up um so growing up i honestly rode a lot of motocross um i was where i lived i was fortunate enough to have like pretty much four of Illinois' best motocross tracks. Okay, cool. Within an hour from me. So I had uh, Sunset Ridge, um, mm-hmm. which is really a really good track. Um, that was like 30 minutes from me. Mm-hmm. I had Byron, um, Byron, Mount Carroll, Muddy Waters. Um, so there was like some of the best tracks in Illinois for motocross, like right around me. So um about the time I was on 65s, I started riding motocross um, and then also racing woods. So that's that's what I kind of grew up doing um, was kind of we actually used to race a stadium cross series underneath the lights uh, in the fairground. Um, it was put on by Garahan Ward. Um, so we'd race that underneath the lights on Saturday night, um, get done at like uh, you'd get done at like midnight, get home at one in the morning. And then we'd go race a hair scramble Sunday morning. <laughs> oh, man, that's <laughs> awesome. So my my parents spent a lot of sleepless nights. Oh yeah. Sure, <laughs> you know, I my stuff was ready that next morning as you know I got some extra sleep while they're out you know loading the, <laughs> loading up the trailer and stuff like that. So. That's what I keep telling my son. I'm like, dude, you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, you're so like, lucky, dude. <laughs> when you when you're growing up, you don't really realize like how much parents sacrifice and like 
it didn't really like I didn't even really have the idea either um, until about 2017. That was my first year doing GNCC uh, in 250A class was 2017, and like I was senior in high school, was working at a at a local uh, G2 Ergonomics. Um, they make they're super involved with the dirt bike industry. Uh, Sam Winkett and Gary Gibbs there. Um, I was working there and racing GNCC and going to public school full time. And, uh, you know, it, it wasn't really until that year where I really realized how much my parents had sacrificed for me in my career to, uh, you know, get where I am today. So like looking back on it, like, it's it's like i'm so grateful for everything that they did oh yeah yeah that's it it takes a lot for uh for if nobody out there is a mini parent uh i'm becoming one and it's a lot of work guys it's a lot of work um i even asked myself like why do i drive three hours for my son to ride a race or <laughs> something and, and uh sleep yeah. and, you know when you're a kid you sleep anywhere you can sleep in the back of the truck and you're good to go and mom and yeah. dad sleeps in the back of the truck and we're like oh my you gosh we got hit over. by a truck yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, and then you're talking about that nice soil man i'm like dude i'm ready to go rip a berm <laughs> go <get> a berm. <laughs> i'm like that sounds awesome <laughs> so you talk about motocross uh and how much that plays a part in in your training and your growing up as well um and that's something that we're seeing across the board uh in gncc as far as a training tool um, you know, even with the ATV guys, um, um, it's becoming more and more prominent that, uh, that everybody is training on a moto track. And, uh, it's funny cause like you always see these memes of like, uh, woods guys when they see a, a, a motocross track, they get freaked <laughs> out, but that ain't the case no more. It really isn't like these guys are, are, are good on the motocross track for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, you know, for me personally, you know, you can just, you can kind of push the limits a bit more in moto. I always found because like, if you blow out a corner or you say you push the corner, you know, yeah, you can still risk getting hurt, but there's not a, you know, huge oak tree that you're going <laughs> to hit if you blow this corner. You might yeah. get some hay bales or someone else, but you know, it's not a giant tree. So, um, for me, I've always kind of been able to push the limits a bit more doing motocross. Um, and you know, you, I feel like you're a lot more intense cause you can only ride the woods so aggressively because there's such a big risk, you know, you, you tag one tree wrong and you know, you, you could be out for the whole, the whole season just right. because you're pushing too hard. So, there is like that fine line in woods where on motocross you can kind of get away with riding a bit more aggressive. And, uh, for me, you know, getting your heart rate higher than helps you when you have kind of a bit of a lower, um, heart rate in the woods, you can push longer, mm. um, was kind of always my thinking about it. But yeah, I remember growing up, uh, with, with going to the motocross tracks and, uh, with the, oversized tanks and stuff and everyone's just looking at you so weird and i remember like my very first days going to a motocross track like no one would even look at you like no one wanted to talk to you like if you needed a tool or something like you were like begging to like ask for it and then it wasn't until, like it wasn't until like 
you started doing good, like if you went out and you did good, then everyone wanted to know like who you were, like, oh, you need this. Yeah. Like <laughs> kind of got to so, earn your stripes a little bit, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I still get weird looks like, um, you know, I'm sure like I was just at TR Speedway yesterday riding motocross and like, you know, I have the big tanks on my bike and stuff, and I'm sure people look at me so weird <laughs> when, like, I, when, when I first, like, unload my bike and stuff, because everyone does, they have that little, like, image in their head that, like, woods riders, like, off-road racers can't ride motocross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure, and, and, and now you got, a little, you got a little taste of what it feels like being a quad guy. <laughs> Weird looks at a track sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you can always get weird looks when you're a quad rider. <laughs> well, just, hey, we look at you guys weird too, yeah. though. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, no, honestly, uh, you know, you talk about the, there's obvious reasons why training on motocross is, is is an advantage when it comes to keeping your heart rate up and and whatnot. But Brandon and I have talked to to no ends on this subject. At we feel that. You know, that riding motocross, and if you've raced motocross, which it sounds like you have done a decent amount of for sure, um, you it brings a natural um, intensity to the woods that if you were just a woods guy and that's all you rode, that maybe you wouldn't have. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, that natural intensity that you get from racing motocross is, is such a added benefit as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure, you know. Um for myself going to XC2, you know, the hardest thing for me to learn was right away we sprint. Like the first two laps, it's a sprint. And like for me, that carried over from motocross because, you know, you don't get any warm up or anything before your moto. The gate drops and you have to be 100% aggressive. Um, and growing up, my dad kind of always talked to me about this. Like, and I didn't really understand it when i was young but as i got older i understood it more and more but like it carries over because you start looking at like you know the braking bumps especially and you can watch all the outdoor pro motocross riders like uh they'll hit certain bumps and jump over the braking bumps um to make it smoother and then you start looking at things like that in in the off-road you know if i can hit I was at this practice track last week and there was like, it was kind of a more technical track and there was a couple of log crossings. Well, there was an edge of a root sticking up before a log. And like I saw it and I started hitting that root and jumping over the log. Mm-hmm. And like there's just like little things that can carry over from it. And then the huge thing for me was the corner speed. They, um, and actually Chase Sexton, um, I grew up with him in Illinois. Oh, cool. Um, he went to Ironman. Uh, this was Crawfordsville, Indiana, 2013, maybe. Like, we were both on Supermates, and I think he started the row behind me or something and blew by me. Just absolutely killed me in the field sections. <laughs> and, like, he, like, wide open, dragon bars went right around me. And, like, I was like, oh, oh, I just got, like, he just blew my doors off. I think he went, I think he went to overall that race, too. Oh, wow. Um, But, like, he told me, he's like, you just got to think of it, like, if I'm, let's say, 
a hundredth of a second faster than you in every corner out here because I carry more corner speed. Well, how many corners are on our track? Mm-hmm. So like, that was kind of a big thing that carried over for me was like improving that corner speed during those races, um, you know, while doing motocross and being better in the ruts and stuff. And I think that carries over a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I, in, in, what really gets me, and I, and I don't know how you guys do it on bikes. I'm, I'm a quad guy to a bike guy. And I'm still learning some stuff, but you guys can take a little natural bump in the terrain, like Travis Pastrana tried to do at the Ironman this year over the creek. <laughs> you guys can like take that stuff and like seat, like bunny hop the bike over stuff, and 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 it's just amazing to to watch you guys even do that. And it's like where was there even a jump at, or like you were talking about a root, like one little root was sticking up, now you can jump a log. You're like what? It's like what? What the, are you guys doing? The TP thing was a, <laughs> the TP thing was an extreme example. Yeah, the t- <laughs> yeah. That, that was unreal like, i know exactly where that is on that track and like it is unreal that he even got as close as what he did to <laughs> making that like that was just unreal almost yeah. looked like but, a bmx like, thing <laughs> yeah it was like that's unreal that guy is like unreal like yeah. there's so much respect to that guy but like it was just crazy like coming <laughs> coming up to it in my race and i was like how like how like there's nothing here like how was it even possible to get that close that's what i say when i like go behind you know fast guys at the track i'm like how did they do that because there's no way I <laughs> right can make right <laughs> right yeah, yeah absolutely and like even myself like you know there's occasionally like if an xc1 rider has like say something they have problems and they kind of have to work their way through the uh the pack of xc2 again you know and we ride behind them and they like there's still a huge difference between like how i look at things and how that front line looks at things like there's still is stuff like that Stu, ricky fad um those guys will do and it's just like man how did you even like think of doing that yeah um so like for myself there's still I think that's one thing too. I think there's in our sport, you are always constantly learning and like learning how to look at things differently, learning different techniques on the bike, um, you know, constantly involving the setup of the bikes. So it's, it's, it's pretty crazy to, you know, think that like it's constantly evolving and you have to involve with it. Yeah, every every lap out there at, on the track is is a different lap almost because the lines change and there's so many riders and so you kind of have to adapt to the track and that one line you might have been taking might not have been there so now you got to find a new line. It's it's insane. It's yeah, it's crazy. But uh, so uh, transferring to like off the bike stuff, what do you do um, as a hobby? You know, like when you're not uh, in the limited time that you're not on the bike or training. <laughs> like what's what's fun in your world? <laughs> Honestly, like, um, it all involves like racing. Like, um, even when I'm not training, like for fun for me is like going out and mountain biking with friends. I really got into e-biking. Um, I was like, I was going to pump tracks and stuff and I was like, I need to quit this before I get hurt on one of these. (laughs) (laughs) Man, e-biking seems like so much fun. I've, I've uh, rode one a little bit, um, uh, shout out to Jeff Bolton. Uh, he, uh, 
he let me bar his at, at a, a local track and it was i was like oh gosh i'm i'm hooked now and 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 i can't afford one of those things <laughs> yeah they're like they're like unreal like and like you don't even use the motor at the pump tracks but i just liked it because i cruised right back up the hill <laughs> yeah <laughs> right exactly i didn't have to, didn't no have to try to go back up the hill that's right man no effort that's awesome <laughs> hey we'll just count that um, as training you're just you know bike control yeah. and <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh honestly like that's what i enjoy like i just kind of enjoy the whole the whole entire thing of like training like really in 2019 when i had my knee surgery um i tore my meniscus while um during the season and that was really my first like step away from racing i had and like there wasn't really like I tried to get into our RC cars and stuff like that. And I couldn't, I couldn't really get into it. The only thing like I, that like I did for fun was I went to the gym. Like, in like, it sounds so weird, but like, I don't know. I think it's because like racing just evolves your life so much. So then when you, you know, you lose it, like you you feel lost. Like, I just enjoy like what I do, like mountain biking, like I do it for training, but like if I want to go have fun, I go have like a chill ride where like you do stuff you wouldn't when you're just hammering it out. Yeah. Um, and like, like group, group road bike rides and stuff like that. Like I, I think that's like fun. Um, but like I'm not a huge fisher, like hunter or anything like that. I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, mountain biking is is such a cool, yeah. you know, relaxing sport, and 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 it does help you. On, uh, you know, I believe, uh, you know, out there riding trails, and you kind of get the same little sense of uh, of, yeah. of racing, but it's just <laughs> you, at a, you do, yeah, yeah. It's just a you know, what's funny is uh, just a quick story. Last weekend, I was on a uh, family. Um, uh, family reunion vacation and we went horseback riding and I'm not a fan, but, <laughs> but we went horseback riding and we were through the woods and everything. And I was like, I was like, Oh man, I kind of almost got like a little GNCC feel like I, you know, if I, if I like cut this corner right here, I could pass everybody, but <laughs> my horse wasn't cooperating he just wanted to eat leaves <laughs> yeah. he, he just he just wanted to follow in line he was he wasn't about to cut through <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly they frown upon you going off on your own as well <laughs> i could only imagine after, you i could only imagine him like trying to jump a creek or something on his horse <laughs> yeah just on a rescue mission for you your horse is going to take a hard v-line off the trail <laughs> dude you feel like you have no control of those things they got to yeah. Obviously, got a mind of their own for itself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but okay, so uh, before we let you go, we have a question that we ask every one of our guests uh, when it's their first time on the show: um, fast food and uh, candy. If you had to pick one for the rest of your life, what would it be? Fast food. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with McDonald's. The mm. it's a number seven now. The double cheeseburger. Nice. Oh, okay. Wow. That's the that's the first McDonald's. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's that's a tough call, but like that's my go-to. Like, is that yeah? Is that, is that then, a uh, GNCC after a race meal, or is that just a? 
Is no, that... usually GNCC I'm throwing up after. So I <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's would be coming straight back. <laughs> Cody, Cody with the uh, with the McDonald's pick is like, don't you guys don't forget where you came from. We only when yeah, we grew up, it yeah, was yeah. it was just McDonald's. You didn't have like Qdoba and yeah. Chick Fil A and all the other fancy stuff. Wow, oh, that was like <laughs> Chipotle doesn't even qualify as fast food. <laughs> right. If, if, we, if we had to do like if Chipotle's fast food, it'd be Chipotle a hundred percent. But like Chipotle, that's a little bit above like that's fine cuisine, standards. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's something you take your girlfriend like to a, for a date, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah that's no, hey, listen. When you're over in Italy, if they have a McDonald's, I'd stay away from it because it probably tastes a thousand times better than our burgers every yeah, year. We've, yeah, we've yeah. When we had Rachel, when we had Rachel Archer on the show, she was saying that. Uh, that that McDonald's over in uh, New, Zealand. New Zealand is like ten thousand times better than McDonald's here. So don't go over <laughs> yeah. there and get your heart broken. <laughs> when sadly, I was when I went over to New Zealand with Wibley, I never got to experience McDonald's. We never, we never went. <laughs> it might be a good thing though for you. That way, yeah, it didn't ruin yeah. you. <laughs> I would have been real disappointed when I came back to our uh, our. <laughs> microwavable hamburgers that we have here that never mold (laughs) yeah (laughs) don't have expiration dates (laughs) yeah they sure they sure taste good though (laughs) (laughs) all right what what about candy uh candy i'm just original it'd be like uh probably just like a hershey's chocolate bar Okay. Man, like OGs simple. with both. Simple. <laughs> yeah, I'm a simple person. Like those are like classic. You can always eat those things, especially if they're like you keep them in the fridge and they're nice and cold. Very so cool. Good. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> hey Cody, we won't take up too much of your time. Uh, we, uh, well, I guess we already have. We've had you on for almost an hour now. <laughs> but dude, we appreciate you coming on the podcast for sure. It's been a really uh, cool getting to talk to you and. Uh, Man, I'm excited about the uh, ISDE uh, for sure, and uh, we're going to have to have you back on and, t- and uh, talk to us about your experience after that race is over. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to be back on, and yeah, thank you guys very much for having me on. It was a blast. I appreciate it. For yeah, man. sure, man. Good and- luck over there, and ride hard. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> thank you. And thank you very much. I appreciate it. Where can people follow you real quick before uh, we let you off? <clears throat> yeah, uh, my Instagram is just uh, Cody. Barnes 099 uh, on Instagram and then Facebook's just Cody Barnes. So not not too complicated, no cool names. Or anything <laughs> <like that. laughs> hey, simplistic is the uh, is the name of the game. So uh, yeah, man, we appreciate you coming on and uh, look forward to having you on again, bud. Awesome, thank you guys. Uh, take care and uh, you guys uh, have a good day. Right, you too, man. man. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. All right, guys, that was Cody Barnes. Uh, really cool kid. It was good talking yeah. to him. Yeah, it was good, man. Now, I'm excited to see how he does over in the ISDE for yeah. sure. Yeah, it'd be great to see uh, the USA bring it all home again. Yeah, absolutely. We need, absolutely. We need something positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so let's get into our next subject. ATVMX is going to be heading to Unadilla this weekend. That's the house that Joel Hetrick built. Um, uh, that dude flies there for sure. And uh, we didn't really touch on ATVMX last weekend, um, but uh, Joel Hetrick went 1 1 and retook the points lead over Chad Weenan. And that was a, uh, ah, man, that's that was a race that I don't know. 
you start getting the feeling every time you start getting the feeling that Joel's going to go on a run and sweep the rest of the series. Uh, Chad comes out and and just uh, shows his uh, determined grit and strength and. Uh, uh, shows the reason why he's the seven-time champ for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Joel right now, we're in an area that Joel uh, grew up around. So, I mean, Pleasure Pleasure Valley, High Point, um, Unadilla, they're all right there in his uh, neighborhood where he's grew up riding as a kid. And, pretty and local, they're fast. So, and they're fast, fast, uh, fast tracks. tracks. That's yeah. where there's nobody faster on a hard-packed uh, track that, that has a lot of jumps, uh, like Unadilla. Um, that should be a fun race to watch for sure. That'll be f- uh, Joel's first time there on a Yamaha. Actually, a lot of the field's first time there on a <laughs> Yamaha since the since the, uh, uh, since the the classes basically went to, <laughs> to, to just Yamahas for sure. Uh, but, man, I tell you what, um, there's a lot of good racing in that class for sure. Uh, you know, the front two break away quite often, um, and you, in one order or the other, you have Chad and Joel that battle it out. Um, and, but then that battle from third to about eighth or ninth yeah. is just intense, yeah. and uh, it flip flops constantly. Um, I tell you what, that's where the show is as far as great battling goes. If you want to watch like just mind blowing speed watch chad and joel uh but if you want to watch insane racing (laughs) watch the battle for that third place uh podium position because those guys are sending it and it is good racing for sure oh yeah man it's great racing uh those guys uh they give it everything they have um third fourth fifth it's it's always action-packed you never know and they're always tight battle too like we're talking like like it looks to me like third third through eighth is always within two seconds of each other on the track at all times and uh, they're just sending it for sure so um you know somebody i want to watch this weekend is our buddy max linquist uh we had him on the show a while back and he is uh 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 just a stellar kid coming up on the um um the series uh, as a rookie and uh he's just been a tick off of that podium position um and uh you know i'm looking for him to to really break out and and find that position for sure yeah yeah him and uh, and i like to see what wesley wolf uh has got in store uh, for us too he's been bringing it all season over on the motocross side so be interesting to see those two guys um see where they end up and uh also uh bryson ford he's been he's been fast too he's had a couple get offs this year but i, th- I think uh he'll rebound and yeah he and no, he, he's speed. got a lot of speed for sure and you got brandon hogue as well um and how about wesley wolf our you know you know uh <laughs> sorry you just said that <laughs> but like the iron man of the sport like man he he's he's running both gncc and uh and atv motocross and uh killing it in both we we constantly talk about him we'll have to have him on sometime yeah we still have to reach out to him if he has on his busy schedule if he can get, <laughs> get on yeah he may not have time for us maybe <laughs> maybe he can talk to us while he's driving one day because <laughs> we know he's on the road a lot for sure oh, i'm sure uh so uh let's move on from that and go to our listener questions. This is the first time that we've posted uh, listener questions for uh, a show, and uh, uh, we got a decent a amount couple. of responses. So we're gonna we're gonna answer some of these questions for sure. Um, let's see here. Let's see our first question of the, of the day. Uh, this uh, Brown six eight six says, "Let's get some four by four guys on. Show them some love too." <laughs> Man, we do need to get a four we by four to. guy on for we sure. Do. Those yeah, guys, so uh, those, those, the way those guys ride those things through the woods is awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's intense. Yeah, 
I ride my utility fuller around sometimes, and yeah. I and after after getting off of the sport bike, it's like, oh my god, this thing's like a dinosaur <laughs> it and it's is. a beast. It's, so it's huge and, and uh, feels like you know you can't steer and are heavy and stuff like that. Um, yeah, for sure, we love to have a guy uh, four before guy on. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm down for that. We'll uh, work on it. Hey, uh, you know. Uh, the guy that wrote that question hit us up with uh, who you'd like to hear from for sure, and uh, we're, we'll try to reach out to them and get them on for sure. Uh, next question, Tyler Miller, 644. What races will you guys be at next? I want a sticker for my quad. Man, <laughs> so if we're talking GNCC, uh, I think we're planning on going to the next round. Um, I'm wanting to get there and uh, watch at least and uh, down at the Mountaineer. Um <laughs> Brandon's looking over at the quad. Uh, Got a rebound. Yeah, so uh, it's funny that uh, Cody Barnes talked about um, uh, a meniscus surgery. Uh, so, guys, I went to the doctor uh, last week and found out that I did, in fact, tear my meniscus at the uh, high point round a couple of uh, – or about a month ago now. And so – so you gotta have surgery anyway. Might as well just might as well just just <laughs> rip it the rest of the way apart. So, but yeah, we'll be there. And uh, Tyler, uh, message us, and we'll see if we can get you a sticker in the mail for your quad. Uh, for your quad. The Beckley race for the Beckley race. That that's right. That's right. <laughs> thanks for thanks for that. We appreciate you wanting to rep the brand, man. Yeah, we definitely appreciate that. Um, this <laughs> an anonymous listener. <laughs> anonymous. Have you ever peed or pooped <laughs> during a race in your riding pants? Brandon. No. Have you? No. No? No. Have you? <laughs> no. But you know what? It's funny because I have uh, uh, I've shared this uh, meme every time that I see it. Um, it's like when you're when you're when your body's fighting nerves and it's no, like, I, oh, I wish I could calm down. Like, and a, your body's like, what's the, the best I can do is, is, is make you poop. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, <laughs> I, I ran to the porta potty with some clinching going on, uh, trying to before a race. <laughs> oh dude, the porta potty is a, is a, uh, um, listen, if you, is a hot commodity. It's a hot. <laughs> it, there has, there needs to be more porta potties at the starting line <laughs> for sure. And a little closer to, <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, uh, if anybody, uh, uh, to give you a clue on who this listener is, um, I never ever would would I would make sure I pulled off the track before I ever did uh, uh, soiled my uh, uh, Shinsty threads. You know the ball yeah, hammocks. The ball, yeah. yeah. If you if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Go check those out and uh, check the new commercial out. There's a familiar face in that new commercial. Uh, <laughs> And uh, uh, took us by surprise uh, over the, yeah. the weekend with the, uh, we got an underwear model on our hands, fellas. <laughs> Mikey, I'm, I'm sure those uh, <laughs> will keep it ni- will keep it nice and comfortable during the race. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question from D Hewitt uh, ninety. Uh, I think I messed that up, but anyway, are you guys going to uh, going to start going doing some career overview style episodes with riders? Uh, you know, we we talk about that a lot. We we that's actually kind of like an off season thing that we do. Uh, last um, off season in the winter, uh, we did uh, a decent amount of those. We did one with uh, McGill. Um, we did Hunter one Hart. with Hunter Hart um, and uh, several. We probably plan on doing a good bit more this yes. off season. Yes, once we're in the off season, that's kind of going to be our go-to thing is doing the uh, rider profile type type of podcast. Um, and who knows? Maybe one day, 
maybe one day we're going to have more than one podcast that we're producing a week and uh, uh, we can kind of make that a separate thing, like a pro- writer profile podcast and then like your typical week to week podcast, uh, just depending on what you guys want to hear from and how many times you guys want to listen to our voices <laughs> a week. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, next question, ghost element, quad suspension tuning, how to, especially for them Fox floats. <laughs> Man, you hear a lot of guys struggle with the Fox floats uh, yeah. tuning those things with the uh i'm I'm not a you know i'm not a mechanic i've been around some quads in my life um but we'll i'll tell you what we'll reach out to maybe a couple good mechanics yeah that that will give you a better answer than what i'm going to give you um but it all starts with making sure your bike's off the ground um letting all the air pressure out um making sure you check the 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 rate air pressure for your weight and then um mixing some clicker adjustments uh um Sometimes it just takes going out to a practice track and, you know, try this, try that. But uh, I'm going to say the first thing you want to make sure you do is also make sure your ride height is right for you. Yeah. Uh, get that, get on the bike, get somebody. Um, uh, it's hard to do it by yourself, but get somebody that uh, is able to measure that ride height for you. Um, if you don't know how to do the ride height, go to the BNR website. Um, they have a good form on there to teach you how to uh, set up your ride height. Yeah. Yeah, it but all starts. I like having the idea of having a mechanic or somebody on that uh, knows a lot more than us about, like you said, about proper tuning and some uh, kind of tech tip. Uh, yeah, tech tech tip on the show or something. We'll we'll uh, work on that. Yeah. So okay, and last question we're going to do today is how long do y'all plan on doing this podcast, Brandon? Well, I'll plan on doing it as long as you guys listen. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> now we I plan on doing it. Forever? Forever. So. <laughs> no, th- there's no end in sight, guys. We're in this for the long haul. Um, man, at this point in time, we've we've really, really grown to love doing this, and we love interacting with you guys. Uh, when we first started this thing, it, we were like shooting in the dark there. Yeah. And uh, we were just, you know, two guys that we grew up together. Uh, we've raced together. Um, we've had our ups and downs in riding, and we – Mainly, more than anything, we enjoy – anytime we get together, we always talked moto, 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 and all kinds of you know cross-country racing, everything. So we thought, you know, if we're going to talk about this all the time, why not start a podcast? And that's what we did, and yeah. I love doing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's – I mean, shoot, how many times we text each other uh, through the week? Uh, what are we doing about the pod? What could we do? What can we make it better? And then we're just talk- – a lot of times we're just talking – race talking talking, so so. you know a lot of these shows we i'm gonna be honest with you guys we shoot a lot of these shows from the hip as far as like uh we don't follow a script we don't really have a we have a vague direction of the show that we want to go but we want the show to, to develop naturally within the show and um but i will say uh you know, as we've grown, we have found a lot of uh, new ideas that we want to pursue. Um, so the only thing this show is going to do is go forward and grow bigger and have maybe have some more avenues. You know, we talked uh, a little bit earlier about having, uh, at the, or at the beginning of the show, we talked about having video at some point. Uh, we want to do everything we can to get you guys more involved with the show and have more of a community. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to explore a lot of avenues with that. Um, Especially in the off-road world, where we feel like 
Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you guys already know that we, you know, we the GNCC world and the local hair scramble world is our bread and butter. Um, we cover a little bit of the pro motocross. Um, we cover a little bit of the ATV motocross as well. But you know, there's a lot of shows for those guys. Um, if you want a show that's dedicated just to ATV motocross. The Digging Deep, uh, Cody Jansen, he does a great job over there. And then there is a plethora of uh, <laughs> pro pro motocross and supercross. But we touch on that stuff a little bit yeah. uh, because, you Everybody know, we're it. fans of it. Yeah, We're fans of it. We feel like you guys are fans of it. So we want to give you our take and just, you know, have fun with this thing. So uh, we ain't going nowhere. If only if, if anything, we're just going to get bigger yeah. as far as, like, the things, the things that we're doing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was um, – let me see here. Oh, shoot, my phone logged up. <laughs> Let's see. Shoot from the that was Luke. El- <laughs> yeah, that was Luke Eller, that, uh, that message, just that. So we appreciate that message, and we appreciate, uh, we appreciate you uh, c- being concerned about how long we're going to be here. We're going to be here for long haul. <laughs> we, so. yeah, yeah, we're, kind, we're pushing up on a year uh, coming up. Um, <laughs> see, we're at 44, yeah. so 44 out of 45, so – we're not doing too bad. No, we're not doing too bad. Here in about a month or so, we're going to be uh, we're going to be hitting our year anniversary. Uh, but yeah, yeah. so uh, hopefully by the time we're at our show 100, we'll be on video, audio, uh, different platforms. So yeah, we're 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 trying to figure this thing out. If you guys got any suggestions that you want to see us do, by all means, yeah. man. This is a community, and uh, yeah. we appreciate you guys being a part of it. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, we're here for you guys. Um, we're here for just racing period. So any ideas or anything like that, shoot us by us. We'll we'll put them in our uh, bag of uh, ideas and see what we can come up with. Absolutely, and. As always, guys, make sure that uh, if you like the show, make sure you share it. Uh, it really, really helps. Uh, make sure you share it to your friends. Tell your, tell your, tell your mom. Tell your dad. Yep. Tell your aunt. <laughs> tell like, anybody that you that you think would want to hear about uh, what we talk pastor. about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we appreciate you guys as always, and uh, we appreciate Guts Racing for coming on the show. Yeah. Um, really supporting the show, and to be honest with you, like right now, Guts Racing is the reason why we're thinking about doing other, um, things. other things and being able to pursue other things because uh, yeah what we get from the show we want to put right back into the show and uh yeah we're excited about the future man we got some opportunities coming up and uh it's going to be growing for sure so uh um yeah yeah reach out to us like i said don't be scared to reach out uh we'll, we'll try to answer as fast as we can or get you an answer or just talk to racing with you guys oh yeah dude i love talking racing with you guys so anytime you guys reach out and message us uh we always try to message you back and uh and uh uh just bs about racing guys so yeah you guys are as much a part of the split line community as we are and uh Brandon, you got any parting words? No. Yo, guys, you didn't <laughs> you didn't send us a, a, a song, so we <laughs> for, for uh, we for, what about the thong song for Mister uh, Thong song? Yeah, for the underwear guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, all right. <laughs> hey guys, uh, thanks for joining us today, episode forty four. Brandon, out. Peace. Later. Peace.